Hey everyone, it's Peter Rosenberg from Cheap Heat. Join me and the fearless, physically large stat guy, Greg, and of course, Super Agent 35 under 35 Dipperstein as we tackle the biggest stories in pro wrestling each and every week. To hear us, follow the Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's roll, baby. It's the Ringer Gambling Show. We're getting close to the wild card weekend. That means Raheem Palmer and yours truly, J.J. Chanchi-Stremski. We got to join forces to iron out officially what we are going to do with a bunch of these wild card games. And Raheem, you and I had a feeling when we were chatting with House on Tuesday that Tua was not going to play. My only regret, bro, I wish I would have... I'm a Dolphin fan. I wish I would have scooped the nine and a half or a ten I feel a lot better about the state of affairs, my man. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I gave out on the East Coast Bias show. Dolphins under 17 and a half. Team total under. We're looking at a 14 and a half right now. So if you're not sitting on that, I think that's 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 the tough one. But, I mean, when it comes to the Bills, I mean, going up from nine and a half to 13 and a half, that still might not be enough points. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you. What is the number for you What you would think about buyback on Miami? Is it over two touchdowns? Did it, does it have to get to like 16 or 16 and a half? When does it get to a point for you, Raheem, where you say, mm, maybe there's some value with Miami? I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, I don't think there's a number on which I could take Miami. Like, And I, I rarely say that because I think this is a market. And at some point, you know, there is a buyback. But when you look at quarterbacks making their first start against a start against a quarterback with playoff experience, they're just 14, 35, and one against the spread. Last season, you had five quarterbacks make their NFL debuts. Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Mac Jones, and Jalen Hurts. Burrow and Carr faced off against each other, but the other three quarterbacks went 0-3 straight up and 0-3 against the spread, and they lost by nearly an average of 18 points. So they were outscored 112 to 43. So you look at this Dolphins team, Raheem Mostert, he looked really good last week. He had 71 carries, 71 yards on 11 carries. He broke his thumb. He's not really going to be able to carry the ball and help out this Dolphins team. So that's, it, they're just in a tough position. And, you know, they're still banged up. Tyreek Hill's a little banged up. Teron Armstead might not play. Armstead's a huge one, Raheem. Yeah. They need him to play to have any chance against that Buffalo front. And I'm with you, dude. They could keep jacking this line up 
And there is nothing for me that leads me to believe that Miami is going to even be remotely competitive in the game. And you want to tell me Miami's defense has been better over the last three weeks? That's fine. They have had their struggles, like many other teams for that matter, in dealing and containing Josh Allen. So you could set this number at 16 and a half. You could set it at 17. Dude, I got to be honest. I'd still lay it with Buffalo. I really would. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's absolutely no way that you could actually take the Dolphins in this spot. And I, I think, you know, th- there is a little emotional edge. What happens if DeMar Hamlin leads them out to the tunnel? He's going to be at that game. You know, he's he's checked out of the hospital. You know, that's another emotional edge. I just think when you look at what the Dolphins did last week ag- against the New York Jets offensively, they just don't, I mean, there's just not a lot that they can do. Ty- um, Skylar Thompson was 20 or 31 for 152 yards. So it's just, I mean, this team is a mess right now. I just think the, the Bills go out there and take them into the deep waters and drown them. Yeah, I think they let it smack down as well. And that total now down from 44 and a half to 43 and a half. And I do believe that will end up being an under game, Raheem. I do. Yeah. All right, let's get to Baltimore and Cincinnati because quarterbacks and lack thereof is the story of this wild card weekend. We tease Cincinnati down. I did tell you I like Baltimore with the points. This line now, Raheem, has gone from six. We saw it at seven. It's now at eight and a half. Since he's the tease, we know they're going to win the game. Do we think this number gets closer to 10 as we move closer to kickoff? Like, I'm going to bet Baltimore. I think they're going to find a way to keep it competitive with their defense, with their running game, with their coaching. But... I'm wondering from my gambling perspective, do I wait and try to get a nine or try to get a nine and a half or maybe get lucky and get a 10 or is eight and a half the best I'm going to do with this game? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I don't see this this line going up any further. I just think at some point, if this, it just can't go up any further just because the, the wise guys are going to step in and there's going to be some market resistance. And the one thing I will say is that the Ravens were in that game last week, despite not really you know, taking the game seriously, p- playing Anthony Brown. It's just, they were in that game. And I think the one thing about Harbaugh is he's going to put together a game plan defensively. I, like, I, I just think the Bengals right now, they're still missing, they still have some injuries on, on the offensive line. Lelio Collins is still out. So I think they should be able to get some pass rush on Joe Burrow. And I think this is a close game. So, I'm looking at the plus eight and a half, and I think that's probably as, as best as it's going to get. And Raheem, how about the total in this game? Opened at 44, down to 40 and a half. I think that tells you yeah. the wise guys thinks we're going to have an ugly, ugly football game between the Ravens and the Bengals, dude. Yeah, I mean, third divisional game. And the one thing I will say is that these divisional dogs tend to perform well. So, you know, you look at divisional underdogs, Going into the postseason, 19 and 11 and 1 against the spread when they meet for the third time. So I think this is probably a good spot to back the Ravens. You got to hold your nose because, you know, Joe Burrow is the coolest quarterback on the planet right now. But I I just, I think it's a good spot for them. We're united front there. I like Baltimore to cover the number. I think Cincinnati will find a way to win the game. And I think it will be absolutely grotesque. I like the under there. At 40 and a half. All right, you mentioned divisional underdog, Raheem. Because right now we've been on the same page with these games. We're on Buffalo. Mm. We're on Baltimore plus the points. We have another divisional underdog. It is Seattle 
and Geno Smith, who found their way into the playoffs. Heavy wind, heavy rain. We're talking about a gross weather forecast in the Bay Area. Niners laying nine and a half points. This line opened at seven and a half, got as high as 10. Now there's been some buyback here on Seattle. Am I crazy to think, Raheem? And I know San Fran whooped them when they played a few weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. But you give me Pete Carroll, you give me a nobody-believes-in-us Seahawks team that has nothing to lose in this game. I mean, absolutely, positively nothing to lose. Am I crazy to like Seattle with the points here, dude? I don't think you're necessarily crazy to, to like Seattle with the points. I mean, especially when you consider, you know, the, the rainy conditions. But the one thing I will say is that this is a really bad matchup for Seattle. Um, when you look at the Seahawks, they have the worst defense in football when it comes to stopping throws to running backs and tight ends. Like, they, that's just something that they can't do. And that's what the 49ers do best. And when you look at Brock Purdy, he has some chemistry with George Kittle. I mean, like, in that first matchup, he was 17-26, 217 yards, two touchdowns, and his first roll start and completed his first 10 passes. So we all know Kyle Shanahan is going to, he's going to put together a game plan which is going to help Rock Purdy out. So it's also going to protect them. So no team is, is worse in the NFL at ranking against the run than the Seahawks. So it, it just feels like a game in which the 49ers can kind of just protect Purdy and run all over them. And I'm not sure that the Seahawks offense is going to be able to get anything going. So, I mean, I think the 49ers can slow down Kenneth Walker. <sighs> This number's tight. I, I kind of don't really want anything this to do really, with- I was going to say, Raheem, out of any of the spreads wildcard weekend, I am having the toughest time with this particular game because yeah. the advantage on a lot of different areas is with the better football team, and that's with San Francisco. I just keep thinking, though, Road Dog, nine and a half points, embarrassed the last time they played, rookie court. Now, listen, Geno Smith also making his p- first playoff start, so I'm aware of that. Yeah, this is like out of any of these games, though, Raheem, this is the game by far and away I'm the least confident in. I I, I don't know if you feel that way, too. Like this, if I'm ranking my confidence level, one game I like the most, whatever, seven, however many wildcard games. What is it? One, two, five, six. This would be the six for me. Like, I am just like, eh, not there, bro. I'm not there. I, I just think it's a tough one just because the fact that these two teams played, you know, three, four weeks ago and. The 49ers were laying three, and now it's up to nine. It just feels like th- there's been a market correction. Like, I feel like that that line was priced poorly on Thursday Night Football, and now, now you're getting a fair line. So I kind of just don't want anything to do with it. Okay, my friend. Seems like we you lean Seattle, you lean San Francisco. Um, I, I think I would lean San Francisco. I, I just think, like, when I just look at these two teams, I just think, the 49ers have an edge in pretty much every single category. Um, you know, the Seahawks, they had a, a, a great season. Um, really unexpected. We expected them to be one of the worst teams in the league. But I just think there's levels to it, like me, Meek Mill said. So, And I just think this is a game where if the 49ers won this game 21-10, I don't think you're surprised. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No, not at all. I think it comes down to the number. Like, it's right literally on the number. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Seattle is down 11 or down 10, and they have a chance to get that back door right at the end of the game. Like, I fully expect that game to be right on the number. Okay. Chargers and Jaguars. I love this game. Mm -hmm. We talked about this the other day. Our buddy, our boss, the esteemed Bill from Los Angeles, had a major problem with my analysis of this game, Raheem. He... He is perplexed. He is befuddled to why yours truly would like the Jacksonville Jaguars as much as I do. It's Doug Peterson. It's the idea that they had their stinker last week against Tennessee. Uh, I I know the Chargers are telling you good news on Mike Williams and good news on Joey Bosa. Let's see if that shakes out come Saturday. And I'm sorry, I don't trust the Chargers as road favorites. The Chargers played that game, Raheem, last week against a crummy Bronco team and lost in Week 18, for goodness sakes. I think Peterson over Staley. I think Lawrence is going to be way better than he was last week. And I know Herbert was beat up in that Jaguar game early in the year. The Jaguars kicked the crap out of the Los Angeles Chargers. This is my favorite game of the week. I am doubling. I'm tripling. I'm quadrupling down on it, bro. I love Jacksonville at two and a half and at one and a half. They are winning the game outright. Okay, so I said the other day my model makes this game a pick but I'm just not sure that my model is actually capturing what the Chargers are at this point. I mean, when you, like I said this other day, when you look at this Chargers team, they've gotten healthier on, on defense. Since Joey Bosa came back, their whole opponents to just 17.7 points per game. And since week 10, the Chargers are fourth in EPA per play in terms of the pass and third and success rate. So I just think this Chargers defense is, is something special. And I think you could say the same thing about the offense when you have Mike when you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in the lineup. So, I mean, if you exclude like week 18, you know, this offense has just been on fire. And the one thing I will say about the Jags, to me, I think they're a bit overrated. Like, look at the teams that they face down the stretch. They, they've, they've won games over the Titans over the Jets, the Texans, and the Titans again. So they just beat Josh Dobbs in order to go to play, go to the playoffs. And I know they, they beat the Cowboys, but th- in that game, the Cowboys probably should have won that game. The Cowboys were up 17 points at the end of the third quarter. And when you put this Jaguars team up against top five pass offenses, look at what they did against the Eagles, Las Vegas, the Chiefs, and the, and the Cowboys. 
they've really struggled and they've allowed over 30 points a game. And I think this Chargers offense with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're a top five offense. So I like the Chargers, honestly, in this game. My model doesn't like it, but I just think the Chargers should be able to just find a way to get it done. Even if they go down, I, I can see them being able to throw their way back into the game because the, the Jags defense is just really overrated. Yeah, I can understand the schedule. That's all well and good. They're yeah. also a team that beat Baltimore late, yeah. that beat Dallas late, has a mm-hmm. little juju going right now. And again, mm-hmm. you're talking about Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, yeah. against a guy that I simply don't trust and Brandon Staley. So we are heads up in this one. Raheem going against his model, going against the science and taking the Los Angeles Chargers. I am on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, let's see if we're on the same page with the total. 47 and a half. Raheem, I think we're going to have a lot of points in this game. That's my thing. Yeah. I think this game is going to be up and down the field. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if there's anything that would bring me pause is the fact that the Chargers have like a really poor run defense. So I expect the Jaguars to kind of just run, run it. But I just, I expect Chargers offense to be able to get whatever you want. And I expect Trevor Lawrence to have a bounce back game from what he had last week. Um, and also, Honestly, I think there's going to be some turnovers, too, in some short fields. So I do like this over. I, I, I agree with that. All right, my friend. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. And I told you this the other day, just walking around town, getting mm-hmm. a feel, getting a sense for New York City. Everybody loves the Giants this week. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody loves the Giants. And Raheem, look, the Vikings are an overrated team with a 13-4 and record. I think there's something to that. Um, the Giants easily could have beaten them on Christmas Eve. They made a lot of big plays. They had success moving the ball. Daniel Jones had one of his best games of the year against Minnesota. That said, dude, the Giants strike me as the public dog with a whole <laughs> lot of fleas. And I think the next two games we talk about, there is that narrative. There is that sense I think Minnesota can use this disrespect card to their advantage. Now, I am afraid of the coaching mismatch, potentially. And this has nothing to do with Kevin O'Connell. This is just a testament to Brian Dable and a testament to Wink Martindale and the job they have done with their particular teams. But if we're comparing the talent of the New York Giants and the talent of the Minnesota Vikings, Raheem, the Vikings are a much more talented team. You want to tell me on defense, they have some issues, they have some problems? I don't know how the Giants find a way to keep up in a shootout if the game goes in that direction. They were able to do it to some degree the last time. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can expect that again, my friend. That's just my personal take. I have to disagree with that because when you look at that first matchup, the Giants had 445 yards against Minnesota. A lot of offense. They They did. Yeah, yeah, on offense. They almost had seven yards per play, and they outgave Minnesota by almost 100 yards. The thing that they did wrong was they struggled in the red zone and they had some turnovers. And, you and know, third we all, down. They were terrible on third down, too. That cannot yeah. happen again. I think they were like 311 from third down. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, look, Kirk Cousins threw an interception that they called back. And the Minnesota ended up scoring on that drive. And then the following drive, the Giants are driving a score and Daniel Jones threw an interception. So... You know, that's the randomness of turnovers. But the one thing I will say is that, and not a lot of people are talking about this, but the Vikings lost their, their right tackle, Brian O'Neill, for the rest of the season. I mean, he got injured in a Week 17 loss against the Packers, and Minnesota only scored 10 points So for the rest of the game. So when I look at this matchup, I just feel like 
the Giants have the coaching edge on like with Brian Dable, but also the defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, he's going to bring the pressure on Kirk Cousins. And we all know Kirk Cousins, he struggles with the blitz. I mean, he struggles under pressure. When you look at his passer rating under pressure, he goes from 72.4 to 51.5. And his yards per play falls from 7.5 to 5.6. So I just think the Giants' defense with Kayvon Thibodeau, he's going to be able to get to the quarterback. And I just think offensively, one thing I will say about Daniel Jones, we said it before, as a role underdog, 17 and 5, 77%. Like, he gets it done. And I, I know there's that stat about quarterbacks making their first start 14, 35, and 1. But I just think these are two equal, equally matched teams. And I think with the three-point spread, I think the play is to tease the Giants. But also, I, I like the Giants with the three. I wish you could get like a three and a half. But, I mean, I would take the Giants with the three and a half and then also tease them up. I understand those points about Cousins. And Cousins yeah. does not exactly have a distinguished postseason track record. Yeah. But this giant defense, if they don't get after the quarterback, and I know they might have a Dory Jackson in this game, yeah. they are very vulnerable in that secondary. TJ Hawkinson tore him apart in the first matchup. Yeah. And again, I don't care who the team has been, Raheem, nobody has had an answer for Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best player on the field come Sunday. Mm. And I'm with you. I think this is going to be an up-and-down game, but I'm going to go with the better offense here. I'll take Minnesota. You'll take the Giants. All right. Last but not least, Dallas and Tampa Bay. You told me on Tuesday on East Coast Bias, your Cowboys, are you holding your nose pick of the week? How is the confidence now as we have moved throughout the week? You liked them on Tuesday. It's a couple of days later. Is the confidence where it was 48 hours ago, Raheem? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a, I'm a little nervous because I'm probably the only one on this. But, I mean, this is one of those games to where I'm just kind of trusting my model. And I, I just I also haven't liked what I saw from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. I just think... Todd Bowles and, and Byron Leftwich with that offense, it's it's really concerning to me. And I think the Cowboys and that defensive line should be able to get some pressure up the middle um, on Tom Brady. That's the way to slow down Tom Brady. So everybody's going to be on the Buccaneers here, but I just, I can't do it. I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I haven't liked what I've seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all year. I know this is probably going to be everybody's best bet, but I, I'm fading them. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Not me. Listen, Raheem, I'm right there with you. We have a couple of heads-up plays. I'm right there with you with the Dallas Cowboys. I love the fact that Michael Parsons got a little bulletin board material with those all-pro selections. I yeah. like that. Tampa, let's think about their season for a minute. Should have lost to the Rams. Should have lost to the Saints. Pulled a couple of absolute... The Cardinal game on Christmas Day. I know it's Tom Brady. I know he's the best quarterback to ever do it. I know if the game is close, I'm going to be miserable. I know that Dallas has had all sorts of issues with Tom Brady over the years. They're just a better football team. If they can't go Raheem and win this game, Mike McCarthy should not be coaching the team next year. That's all there is to it. Like, if you cannot yeah. beat this, this shell, this, this Tampa team that's got a losing record that's been awful all year, then you need to reevaluate everything if you were Jerry Jones. But I think you're going to get a big effort out of the Cowboys. I really do. Yeah, I think so If they so take as well. care of the ball, if they take care of the ball and, and they make enough big plays, their defense should absolutely beat the crap out of Brady in this game, dude. They should. Yeah, I mean, to me, I've been unimpressed with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense the entire year. I mean, this is a team that's just 16th in DVOA. 
And you look at what they did last year, it's like night and day. And they haven't been able to run the ball. So you can't run the ball. It, I mean, and you have an offensive coordinator who is just constantly running on early downs and puts you behind the sticks. So I like the Cowboys in this game. I mean, I know everybody disagrees with me. I mean, you said it. Tom Brady's 8-0 against the Cowboys in his career. And, you know, when you look at this Cowboys team, a lot of people are throwing out this stat that, you know, the Cowboys, they're struggling on grass this year. I mean, on EP, like on EPA per play, they're like minus 0.5 on grass. And on, on turf, they're just doing much better. But I, I'm, just, I'm just not buying it from this team at all. So I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. My model makes this game four and a half. I just don't see what everybody's seeing. Um, as far as the total in this game, Raheem, it's gotten moved up a little bit. It went from 44 and a half to 45 and a half. What gives there? <clears throat> I mean, you, you, you still have. Is that the Cowboys secondary? And maybe, you know, a lot of the short betters are a little concerned about Evans or uh, Godwin maybe breaking a big play? Yeah, I think that is that is one of the concerns with the Cowboys. But, I mean, I actually have this model at around 47. So, I think, you know, the 44 and a half was a little bit low. And, you know, this Cowboys offense is still, you know, I mean, look, you're going to have some short fields. Somebody's going to turn the ball over, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Dak Prescott. You're going to have some short fields. I just think 44 and a half was just way too low. I like it. All right. To recap, we got a whole lot of craziness for Wild Card Weekend. We got a lot of united fronts. Raheem and I on the same side with Baltimore and Cincinnati. We are definitely on the same side with Dallas and Tampa Bay. But then we got some heads up action. Not as much with San Fran and mm-hmm. Seattle, Raheem, to be honest with you. Because again, we're flipping a coin with that game. Uh, we're heads up oh. in the Giants and the Vikings, heads up with the Chargers and the Jaguars. So a best bet oh. of two, what would it be? Okay, so I think we got some good teaser legs out there. I mean, obviously, I would recommend teasing the Bengals and the Giants. I think that's that's one of my favorite teasers of the week. Um, I also think you could probably tease the Buccaneers. A lot of people are going to tease the Buccaneers. So, I mean, my favorite teaser personally is the Bengals and the Giants. But I think the, the Buccaneers are a good teaser leg as well. I think my best bet is probably the Chargers. And like, let's, let's go with three. Let's go with the Chargers minus two. Let's go with the Bengals, Giants, two-team, six-point teaser. And let's hold your nose on the Cowboys. I, 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 that's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. All right. Well, I'm right there with you with the Cowboys as one of my best bets. The Jaguars heads up with you as another best bet. And then if we're throwing a teaser in there, I got a two teamer for you. Give me Jacksonville and bump them up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to tease down Cincinnati. How does that sound? I like that. I like that. I, I think that's a good one. Bump up the Jaguars, tease down the Bengals, buddy. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, let's hit a couple of these family plays. The ones we are united front on, we got to hit, bro. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely got to hit. We got to hit those. I mean, we're going with the Cowboys, which is like against the entire market. Like, I mean, like I haven't seen a single sharp better I know who is like <laughs> on the Cowboys. But I just, I look, I just, at some point, like I'm seeing what, like, what what have we seen from this, this Tampa Bay team all year? That just makes us believe that they're still the contender that they were in years past. I just, I'm just not buying it. So they, they should have lost so many of these games. They, they were down double digits to the Carolina Panthers at home. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Raheem, best of luck. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. All right, buddy. All right, no doubt.
For Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzemski, good work by our buddy Stefan Anderson. We'll be back next week. Visional round, covered every which way. Enjoy Wildcard Weekend. Cash some tickets. Be good, everybody.